It is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2017, and you, my friends, are listening to episode 62 of Roll Up and Die. Oh, God. Uh, it's just so you can keep time, Barker. Uh-huh. We did a whole episode sketch like this, Matt. Did we? Time. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, man, I don't even remember. A sketch? I was talking about the metronome. I call it a sketch as if, like, it, there was a script. <laughs> it's all off the cuff, baby. <laughs> all off the cuff. Uh, we've just, we've been, we've been doing Roll Up and Die for so long that I don't remember all of the <laughs> gags and jokes yeah. that we've made. This is the first time. I don't think we've, we've, prob- I don't we've think probably we've... had a few duplicates over, over I was going to say, I don't think sense. we have yet. Because Alex is pretty <laughs> no. good at being like, I don't think so. I could be hallucinating, but it's. We could be. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, in, uh, in fact, it's likely. Is it likely? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, 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 I've had too much darkness. This, this is we're in the dark time of the year, so we've got like three hours of daylight at this point. So, <laughs> wow. I, uh, I don't know why that. That just reminded me of something. But I, I had a, I had a very strange experience uh, a couple days ago. Actually, uh, I was over at my parents' house, and my dad got uh, for Christmas. He got a VR headset. He got the HTC oh, yes. Vive. Nice. Um, and so we spent. A lot of the Christmas weekend playing around with the with the vibe and playing different games and things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, a lot of like it's it's one of those things that it's hard to explain. And watching the game on the screen is a completely different experience than actually putting on the headset yeah. and doing it. You know, it's like, yeah. it's it feels like you're in a different place. And it feels like if you reached out and touched a wall, you would feel a wall. And it's. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't think about the fact that your brain fills in so many of the blank spaces with VR. You know, people are like, yep. well, how can it be fully immersive if you don't feel, you know, arrows hitting you? And it's like, well, <laughs> you don't really feel arrows hitting you. But because with the sound and seeing the arrow mm-hmm. hit you and feeling like you're in the space, you feel a little pressure when you get oh, hit yeah. with an arrow. And it's just your brain making it real. Well, I played this game called budget cuts that's like a it's like a stealth espionage game where you're like you're like s- sneaking that around an office building like no. a stealth espionage game budget See, cuts. that's the thing is my yeah, dad my dad game, was like yeah. you want to play this game budget cuts and i was like i was no. like laughing i was like oh that sounds fun and he's like no seriously it's it's really fun from the people who made quickbooks <laughs> yeah exactly budget it's unimint.com the game the vr experience but uh it's this game where you sneak around an office building and uh, you have to like steal documents and you have this special little like teleportation guns that lets you move around. And it was the most immersive thing. It was just, yeah. I, I, I was, I, 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 I put, I posted a video of it on I Facebook of me yeah, yeah. crawling <laughs> around in an air duct, you know, and just like, <laughs> but here's the weird thing. I spent so much time with this headset on in this game I got like the VR bends when I came out of it. Oh, like yeah. I didn't, I didn't like, I, I put, took the headset off and it took me a long time to find my feet after I took the headset off and I was kind of stumbling around for a while. And then oh, wow. that night I had the weirdest dreams <laughs> and they were the most realistic <laughs> dreams because, and I think, I think I figured it out. I think that VR gave me a context for how dreams should feel and how my body uh. should feel in a dream. And so 
I, I had this dream where I'm sneaking around an office building, throwing, <laughs> throwing knives at, at robots. <laughs> and when I woke up, the room was spinning because my, oh, wow. my sense of direction and my sense of like space was so weird. And I, I thought, oh, oh am, I, am I in the real world or is it VR or it what is, is happening right now? Like it was the weirdest thing. And I'm like, okay, this is the future. This is the matrix right now. It's happening. This is like, <laughs> Ready Player One, right? Where it's like, what, what's the real world and what's the game and stuff like that. And so, well, it's just crazy, though. It it's not all that different, though. I mean, back in, back in the old days when you know we had people like that, we just called them crazy people because they would walk down the street <laughs> and, and see things. <laughs> Alex, I don't know. I don't want to dish on the old days, but we still call people crazy people. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, not not much visually has changed. People still walk around talking to each other, talking to themselves. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I no, I, not, no. That's not the, that's not the document I told you to get. No, it's the other one. And back then they were just crazy. Now they have uh, wireless, uh, you know headphones for their cell phones yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> it's I, actually true, that's yeah. one of my favorite part of rpgs nowadays <laughs> is i can rehearse voices and npcs in the car and nobody yeah. thinks i'm nuts <laughs> because they just assume you're talking on the that's phone right. it's kind of funny i was i was talking my, my son is six years old i was talking to him today he, he was watching a science video about he the way he described it to me is uh they were talking about like if you, you know how much of your body could you take away before it stops being you yeah you know like how much you know how many atoms how many cells can how, they take away how long before it's, before it's a new boat that you keep repairing right <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. and and so i was talking to him about the concept of virtual reality where you know if you could put on some kind of helmet that that could feed data into all your senses like touch smell taste everything and you know project that into an android on the surface of mars from your perspective, it would feel like you were actually there. Yeah. You know, you would feel your hands. You would feel the wind blowing. You would feel uh, the warmth of the, of, well, the meager warmth of the sun if you're on Mars. But, y you know, you would, you would have the full experience of being there. So is that where your consciousness is or is it back in your right. body wherever that happens to be? Oh, man. Um, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. Th there's a lot of uh, deep sort of philosophical, uh, um, you know, thought experiments that they used to sort of think about that sort of thing yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy to see like how vr sort of develops over the next five yeah. to ten years because i remember yeah. like in the early 90s like there was vr like we they had oh, yeah, headsets man. You could, the virtual yeah, boy it, yeah the virtual boy and like there were like <laughs> i remember there was a thing out at the mall that had they were little virtual reality like rooms you could go into and you could play these little <laughs> yeah. games and yeah. i mean but they did not they did not feel real at all and no. Like, I, I don't know, just the, the, the way that they have, they figured out how to add depth to these lenses, yeah. right? Where you're, you have a field of yeah. view and you, and you can sense things that are behind you and, and outside of your periphery. Yeah. And the, and the things they can do with audio too, man, putting, putting sounds yes. behind you, in front of you, to your exactly. left, to your right. Uh, you know, I guess yeah. I could, I think I see myself pretty soon owning like a Vive or a, an Oculus Rift, something but I but I can't get down with sharing one at the mall. What we have we have a, uh, a family fun center here at out in in, uh, in Albuquerque, and I just have this vivid memory. This has to be over a decade ago. I was watching this kid in this virtual reality headset. It's called Beachhead or something. He was shooting a bunch of guys with a with a machine gun. They were trying to storm his beachhead. Yeah. He's in inside. He's inside the headgear, and he just in the middle of fighting goes. Oh. And then his head rocks and the whole set rocks. And then he just kind of stops for a little bit. And then he gets out and leaves. And I pop myself in there. 
And bro, there's a splatter on the screen. Oh, I mean, gross. VR is something you get up close and personal about, man. You can't. Oh, can't. absolutely. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> break true. out that hand sanitizer. <laughs> and if you're, if you're a little bit of a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, bi- I'm a bigger guy. I'm a doughy guy, and I'm, I'm crouching down. <laughs> like doing rolls to avoid the gaze of these security droids in this office <laughs> building. So when I come out of the VR and I'm all done, I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. Like yeah, I am, exactly. I, that was a workout. <laughs> Hell yeah. Move aside, Nintendo Wii. Yeah. What, well, and it's crazy too. I was, I was playing this archery game and I'm not holding a bow, mm-hmm. but I'm holding my arm out and I'm, and I'm putting my arm back to my virtual quiver, pulling out an arrow, drawing back on the bow and firing. After 10 minutes of that, I feel like I've been pulling on back on a bow. My arms are tired just because of the motion <laughs> right, right. and pulling back on this imaginary bow. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man, it's it's crazy. It kind of blows my mind. And and it's like the, the kids that are born after VR has sort of hit this stride. Yeah. Aren't going to have a context for like what it was like when you when you played video games beforehand. <laughs> it's going to be like that. Uh, it's going to be like in Back to the Future 2 when when they when he's really good at the arcade game in the future. And the kids <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. you got to use your hands. It's like a baby's game. Like it's going to it's going to be like that. Exactly. <laughs> you have to look at a screen when you play. That's so dumb. What was it? There, there was there, there was a, a science article I saw uh, the other day where they said that if if you just kind of sat and sort of imagined practicing like the piano, like you imagine your finger movements. Yeah. And 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 then you had someone who actually like practiced with their finger movements. Um, they found that you you actually got the um, almost the same amount of of training. You know, in other words, the, the the benefit was almost identical. Yeah. Right. So this this could actually be training for, you know, for, they could use it for training for all kinds of things. Oh, absolutely. Even though it's only virtual, yeah. not not an actual yeah. uh, situation. <laughs> that Based on that, I would be a very bad uh, corporate espionage guy because <laughs> the minute somebody knew I was there, I went, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Where's my knives? How do I get my inventory open? Oh, God. Oh, God. Is it around? The, it's around so, the corner. Okay. Shh, shh, shh. So you, you, tur- you turned it to Don Knotts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah, exactly. His behavior on the field is erratic at best. But damn it, he gets the job done. Oh, oh man. man. I think we've used up all our banter time. Yeah, that was it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if anybody else had a banter topic idea, but I'm just, I'm, I'm really jazzed about it. And it's, I think that it has, I think it has real possibilities for our hobby as well. I mean, imagine being able to sculpt a dungeon and have your players see it and be inside of it or being able to, you know, bring up a monster and have them have a a view of this monster in their headsets and be able to just see it like you are able to, you know. It's just, yeah. I just think VR in general is is making a comeback in a big way. <laughs> VR and 3D, yeah. it's weird. The, those two things kind of yeah. failed, flopped in the 70s and 80s or 80s yeah, and 90s. Yeah. And now they're back and and people won't see a, a movie without the 3D, without either. Yep. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's like that that bleeding edge thing, you know, where they were sort of ahead of the time when they when they yeah. tried to, yeah, exactly. to, to introduce yeah. it. But you've got to wear these it's... red and blue glasses. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> the good the good news is that could mean there's actually hope for flying cars. So that, that is true. That is, that is true. We were supposed to have those a long time ago. Yeah, well, yeah. We were supposed to be living on the moon at this point. So I'm a little <laughs> yeah, disappointed well. in that. <laughs> Warning, the following content may disturb you. I actually think that topic, though, of, you know, how uh, the, the, the what you did uh, during the holidays with the VR, with your dad, with your family, is 
uh, the perfect segue into our topic tonight, which is, I, I, I think, perfectly on time in our winter holidays in your role-playing game yes. episode. Welcome, everybody, to Roll Up and Die. Uh, my name is Barker. And my name is Matt from A Festival of Dice. And my name is Alex, a.k.a. Captain Gothnog. Exactly as I said before, uh, today we are talking about <laughs> holidays, and I am so excited for this topic, guys. Yeah, I am yeah, too. Yeah, me too. It, it, it's, it's a great holiday to, uh, uh, to work on, to fit into a, a campaign, uh, because it, the, the winter solstice is almost universal in, in cultures, so yeah. it's, uh, yep. you know, it's, it's one of the few that is. Well, and so many, you know, kind of winter solstice beliefs have kind of been mm -hmm. combined. It's almost, it, uh, sometimes it almost feels like we celebrate one holiday with a hundred different names oh, and yeah. customs. And, yeah. and so I think that makes it a lot more difficult to come up with a winter holiday um, in your RPG because any other holiday you just say, oh, we're, we're celebrating, you know, uh, an old battle or uh, a person that died 100 years ago or, you know, something very specific, but... You know, imagine if aliens came down and you had to explain Christmas. And I mean Christmas, the name, the, you know, everything that goes along with that. And you had to explain what it meant. It would, it would, it would seem a little bit weird in a lot of different ways. That's mm. true. The weirder your winter <laughs> holiday in the RPG, I, th I think that's, that's the goal, right? I mean, sure. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, not necessarily weird, but unique. You know, and, that, and that, that's really the yeah. trick. I think, like you talked about, explaining it to someone... You really want to go back to the basics. Why people have these the why why so many cultures have the the winter solstice holiday, and really it's pretty basic. The the it's the darkest part of the year in the in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, um, where uh, you know food has begun to run scarce. It's darkest. People get depressed. It's it's um, that people can't go outside. And, you know, in the old days they just couldn't go anywhere. You know, you're not going to travel. You're not going to uh, be out hunting. Uh, there's not enough daylight. It, it's just you have you, you're stuck inside, and and most of these holidays were developed to to give people something to do to celebrate, you know. Yeah. And and uh, even even the idea of giving gifts was, you know, people had nothing to do but craft, you know. So they 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 would knit, they would carve, they would do all these other crafts that they could then, you know, give to each other. So, um, mm. at, at its heart, the winter solstice holiday, you know holiday whichever culture you're looking at has to do with uh you know the the, the longest night of the year yeah, it's melancholy right. isn't it it's it's sad kind of. uh, along with kind of the joy and celebration well yeah i i don't i don't think it's melancholy i think i think it's it's the opposite because here here you are in the, at the darkest time of the year and people come together to to celebrate to call back the you know it's kind of like all the who's kind of gathered around without without any presents <laughs> without any you know uh, packages boxes or bags and and yet they they hang around and they sing have you ever have you already captured that in your worlds like you both of you guys uh, to answer that question that would be great like have you already found that uh, whatever that is for for your own campaign settings for me, no, and that's a part of the reason why I'm kind of excited to talk about it is because I, I've only recently started thinking about like, well, what holidays or annual traditions are there in my homebrew world? And I think it's sort of along the same lines as like, uh, like the deities in my world, where it's like, it, you know, it just hasn't come up yet, and so I haven't really thought about it. But I think it's it's interesting to think about, and I think that it can it can say a lot about your world. Uh, just in the, you know, the different traditions and holidays and stuff that are, that are sort of observed. I can't wait. I would, I just want to learn. I'm, I'm the same way. I've been thinking about it 
uh, for weeks now. But uh, but I also have not captured it. What about you, Alex? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I have different parts of my world that I've played in, and some of them just aren't suited for it. You know, like uh, you're in tropical areas. You know, the solstice doesn't mean that much. The winter solstice. Um, no. But in 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 temperate climates where where you have the the, the wide range of seasons, it really does. And in, and in one of my more recent ones, we ended <laughs> up uh, part of the campaign around the time of the winter solstice. So I I, I sort of developed this. Um, you know, a, a kind of very similar holiday to, to Christmas in a lot of ways. You know, there are people who decorate, they decorated with candles. They had, um, because it's really all about the culture sort of, sort of, uh, celebrating the light somehow, whether it's, yeah. you know, calling it back somehow, you know, we want to, we want to call back the light. They light bonfires, they light candles. It's, it's, it's bringing light to the darkness is, is sort of the overall overarching theme. Um, but one thing I had in this particular city was um, there was this tavern that would only appear on the eve of the winter solstice, and it was oh, cool. it, it, it was it was part it was part of the the, the sort of the Feywilds or the you know the equivalent in in my world and and uh, um, this sort of fairy king who was very much like Father Christmas or the Holly King or you know uh, vaguely like Santa Claus, but he he sort of, he was sort of the uh, the one who ran this this great feast uh very odin like um and uh you know the people who came in were you know were all welcome to this great feast and drinks and that sort of thing oh nice i, I like i like the uh the mix in of the uh kind of the norse mythology yeah well that that that's that that was a big one that's where we get the yule log in in our traditions yeah. that's where we get uh you know the evergreen that sort of thing so yeah uh, they were they were a big influence on how we how we in the western world celebrate it it's very true. So are there any uh, winter holidays in tabletop RPGs that you guys can think of that are great, or are we just going to have to talk our way through this and make awesome ones and make up, make up some good advice and pretend like we know what we're talking about? You know, I think, I think that like in Forgotten Realms, they have like a Christmas stand-in that's called something different, but is essentially Christmas. Mm, and, yeah. uh, but other than that, like I can't, I can't really think of, of anything off the top of my head uh, that really sort of evokes that sort of like holiday sort of feel, that winter holiday sort of feel. Yeah. So let's, I think that maybe what we should consider <clears throat> doing is going around in our proverbial digital circle and come up with what <clears throat> ma- what what sort of feel we're talking about, like what different sure. vibes yeah. we can go with and uh, come up with some good examples. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So I I like what Alex was saying earlier about, you know, uh, taking into account that, you know, these sort of holidays sort of are spurred on by, uh, you know, the idea of uh, long, uh, you know, long nights, cold, uh, you can't be outside as much, you can't be working as much. And so you have this, this energy that you need to use somehow. And so these holidays sort of spring up around that. And like he's saying, you know, you have you do a lot of crafting and stuff around this time and a lot of, you know, uh, preserving of food and things like that. And that's sort of how gifts get started. So thinking about um, it from a practical standpoint, you know, like uh, holidays should be practical in a certain sense. And obviously Mm -hmm. a lot of the holidays that we celebrate now are very sort of extravagant and, and, and very focused on material possessions and things like that. But thinking about in your world, like why are they celebrating this holiday? Is it something to do with, 
the harvest? Is it something to do with with food, with wine, with the weather, with how much daylight there is? Um, you know, is it a changing of uh, you know the tides, something like that? Like, think about where why would this holiday happen? It has to be something. Most of the time, it's something natural. It's something that they can't affect, and so the holidays sort of spring up around this sort of natural occurrence. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was going to say that uh, uh, a lot, a lot of the holidays we can think of might might be joyous. You know, like I said, that people uh, celebrating in in you know in uh, sort of in defiance of the darkness. You know, you know it, it, it's dark. It's you know we're 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 um, we're cold. We're hungry, but we're going to celebrate anyway. You know, so there's this kind of uh, you know sort of again defiance against the darkness. You could, on the other hand, flip it around and say. You know, there are a lot of creatures that that thrive in the darkness, and so uh, y- you know they, they they could be times where people have to sort of huddle in and and remain um, hidden <laughs> because because there's a lot of bad things out in the dark. There was a, a um, I think it was in early two thousands. There was a, a movie called uh, Thirty Days of Night. And it, t- it took place in in uh, in Alaska, and uh, um, you know, up there they get a, a month, a month, a month or more of just straight darkness. There's no sunlight at all, and uh, you know, the, this these vampires thought it'd be a great place to hunt, <laughs> you know, for that time for that time period. And so you you know, um, although you, sometimes you want holidays to be joyous and 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 festive, the alternative could be to have you know. These these times where they might celebrate a little bit beforehand, but then they go into hiding because now the bad things come out. <laughs> you know, I kind of I kind of like that idea that that gives it kind of a sinister feel, like you're talking about, Alex. That's really and, cool. And, and there are a lot of of it's like you a know, Krampus type thing. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that. You know, Krampus is another one. Um, there's a lot of dark um, stories associated with the winter solstice as well. Krampus, who, you know, basically just comes and takes naughty children away, you know, screw the gifts, you know, we just, we just, we just, <laughs> yeah, taking, no we just, we just taking the bad kids away. And I think there was one, I'm trying to think what, what country it was in, but it was, it, it was kind of a, a, a mixture of, of, uh, the you know Santa and Krampus, where you know if you were good you'd get gifts, if you were bad you were taken away. So you know they, they, that was kind of a, a middle ground. But yeah, so I mean you know some some of the, they you can have you know this darkness also be a time of of fear and and um, you know uh, uh, you know hiding. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of like cowering in in in, uh, in fear of what's on, what's outside, what this means, you know, to you. Yeah. I think that's yeah. a, a fun way to do it. Yeah, like families are families are snug in their beds, huddled around a fire, spending time with each other because there's something outside, like stalking people. You know, like that yeah, exactly. gives it kind of a sinister edge. I like that. Well, and especially if you have the you know like a party of adventurers, say come to a you know maybe they're heading north for the first time ever. And and they've never experienced yeah. this, and so they go into this town expecting festi- festivals like they have, you know, a little further south. And it's like suddenly they're like barring the doors, and and they're and they're left alone, locked outside, and they're like knocking. Yeah. Can we come in? Go away! Go away! <laughs> what? What do you mean go away? You know. <laughs> Can't we come in? Uh. No, no. I think mine's just straight up uh, uh, materialistic, uh, bogus. 
uh, winter holiday mm-hmm. uh, descriptions. I think two things for me. Number one, the name of the holiday has to kind of sound like something that's like a winter holiday. Yeah. Uh, like for instance, in, in my homebrew world, I don't know anything about this holiday really, except it's called Loon Tide mm-hmm. and Loon because everything's kind of based on the moon. So, you, you know, something to do with your world maybe, but then Tide, you know, Yule Tide, things like that. That it's just yeah. to me, it sounded like a, a winter holiday. Um, but the other thing is lights, hang up lights on stuff. That to me is is every winter holiday should involve hanging up lanterns or decorating trees or yeah, yeah. or decorating buildings with you know or f- uh, lanterns that float in the sky mm-hmm. and kind of look like starlight or lanterns that have candles inside them that everyone hangs in the window. Just something that's a, a little bit different from our actual holidays that we have here on Earth. But not so much different. You still keep yeah. that toe in the reality. Well, that, yeah, and that's the thing with games like this is you want you want to make it different but familiar. If you make it too alien, pe- people can't relate to it. Um, you could have people wandering the streets with with candles. You know, um, yeah, uh, bring light to the streets. You could have a massive bonfire in the center of town. You can have uh, you know wizards casting these 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 sort of magical lights that. Uh, uh, that that uh, that move through the streets. You could have, you know, if you want something more, um, more mystical and and uh, arcane. You know, there are a lot of options there. And something that you mentioned kind of reminded me of like a Doctor Who episode. But like, you know, the the cowering inside the room uh, w- while there's you know a monster outside. Mm-hmm. And and I got the idea of like maybe there's a tree in the corner because this type of tree. Uh, fends off almost like garlic to vampires. Fends off right, this monster. Right. So, so yeah. they even have a tree, but that's for a completely different reason. That's something like a Doctor Who episode might do to make like a town called Christmas, or it, may, it might make you feel <laughs> like holidays. But it's like, but everything's kind of backwards a little bit. And if your sure. game is kind of episodic like that, maybe that's what you're going for. Can, can we uh, take a, a uh, just a production second? Yeah, because mm-hmm. because I need to figure out if peanut brittle is a podcast food. So hold on one second. I, d- I don't think it's gonna I, be. I doubt it. Definitely not. No. Definitely not even a little bit. No. 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 It's it's uh no. Scale of one to seven. Uh, uh six and a half. Is seven bad or is seven good? <laughs> I, I would say that seven is the loudness of the chewing. Oh, okay, factor. yeah, then then yeah, he's he's right. That's yeah. <laughs> Matt's barfing over here. Matt, <laughs> he's like, oh, <laughs> Barker, please stop. I just know you're not gonna want to scrub the audio for <laughs> for peanut brittle sounds. No. You're gonna do the thing in Audacity where you find the peanut brittle sound and you're gonna say set noise profile, remove <laughs> noise. Enhance, enhance. <laughs> enhance. There's the peanut butter wavelength right there. So something that I kind of wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, it's it's cool to think about what holidays, what winter holidays are celebrated in your world and sort of think about that from a lore standpoint and looking at the different cultures in your world. But I also wanted to talk about, like, what are some ways to, like, tangibly include these holiday traditions, these annual events into your actual games, into the sessions. And, you know, obviously you can do things like, you know, hey, it's a one-shot game where you're all, like, in Krampus's cave or something like that, you know, like, actually making, like, a Christmas one-shot. But, like, how would you sort of 
very tangibly make the holidays of your world sort of part of a game session and not sort of like a hackneyed thing, but like an actual like it feels real sort of thing. I think that's I think that's perfect, and, and I yeah. think that the, the uh, uh, that's the ultimate goal. I think in, in almost every subject with with role playing games, right, is to is to bring is to make something feel real, like mm-hmm. it like it belongs, and not like it's stuffed there because it's a right. trope and because it's a thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, I think I, I think a good way to do that is to create a history for it. You know, and and even if even if the players never know about it you as a gm make make a history for it. why did you know how did this holiday come about or how did this tradition come about if it's not uh, uh if it's not necessarily a celebration but maybe a uh uh you know something else but um uh, you know what you know if, if they, for example if they if they hide in their in their houses on 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 the longest night of the year why do they do that um yeah uh is is the tradition that they know the real tradition? Um, a while back, there was a movie that came out called Rare Exports. I don't know if either of you ever saw that. Yes, I uh, love that movie. Oh, it's fantastic! Mm-hmm. And basically, it's about these 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 people who uncover sort of like the real Santa Claus buried in this in this uh, uh, this massive uh, hill tomb that it's been sort of sealed in, and. Uh, it's 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 a darker version, much like Krampus, and and uh, but he has all these servants who are much like more like the, you know, more like the Santa Claus we kind of think of, but they're really creepy and and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a it's a very dark and and uh, uh, and and evil sort of movie. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a pretty freaky movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if 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 you don't if you if you don't want your kids to like Christmas, show show them that movie. Show them that movie. But <laughs> but you could have this tradition where maybe people make uh, on on the winter solstice they make these special offerings or perform the ceremony uh, at a certain place to keep the to keep something banished, to keep something away, to keep something. Um, buried or you know, uh, imprisoned mm-hmm. or whatever that sort of thing. So you, right. you you know you could have this this this. They might not even know why they do it. Um, so from a player's standpoint, they come into this town, they see these people, um, performing these these weird ceremonies around this obelisk or, um, yeah, this ba- this huge slab in the center of town, laying all these candles on it. It's like, oh, what a, what a what a quaint tradition. It's like, yeah, except that what they're actually doing is is keeping this thing sealed and. And mm-hmm. if if you're looking for adventure ideas, then maybe something goes wrong, and this thing is going to now escape, or some of its minions are trying to free it, or um, yeah, you know, uh, or maybe the maybe the, the the players accidentally, you know, interfere with this ceremony that they you know unwittingly, and 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 trigger this and and release this this evil upon the town that they've that they've kept at bay for centuries by performing these rituals. I mean that's 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 the Gothnog dream, <laughs> right there. <laughs> I think it, I think uh, along that same note, um, I'll I'll jump in here and I'll say to make like the holiday feel a little bit more tangible, mm-hmm. um, have have the players participate in the holiday a little yeah. bit, or if you're a player, have the characters have your character participate in the holiday. I mean, I'm talking about like uh, things like 
decorating a tree. You know, mm-hmm. putting a yeah. decoration on a tree uh, with a child. Um, uh, some some notes I was taking, like some example holiday traditions might be hanging a musket on a rack or throwing yeah. a note into the fire or giving someone a gift or lighting a lantern or something that seems like a, a useless tradition that will have no bearing on experience points or gold output or armor class, but it will <laughs> it will it will give you the the firsthand experience of what it's like to celebrate this holiday. Yeah. Even though you just made the holiday up. Yep. Yeah, that's very true. I think feasts are a good way to 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 uh, bring it in too with different kinds oh, yeah. of foods. Oh uh, yeah. I know we've talked about things like that before, but you know, uh, foods and smells and those kind of things are often overlooked, and I, and I think it's worth you know throwing them in again, and 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 those are the things that we really think of a lot of times when we think of these holidays. We think of. Um, you know the, the the smell of mulled cider. We think of the smell of pine. We think the smell of uh, um, of roasting chestnuts. You know those 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 sort of things are all, um, you know uh, these these sort of visceral uh, reminders of of the holiday. And I think uh, including unique things like that in uh, you know in any tradition that you're going to introduce in your game is going to help to immerse the the players in it. Something uh, kind of interesting that I just sort of thought of was uh, the fact that, you know, Christmas as we know it is, even though it has traditions that go back, you know, thousands of years, the Christmas as as we know it is a very, like, recent sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, thinking about... a lot of holidays. Yeah, yeah, it's very (laughs) true. It's very true. And if you think about it, like, uh, you know, the dwarves, the elves of your setting, you know, they live for way longer than Christmas has existed as we know it. And so thinking about like, how would a culture like the elves or the dwarves celebrate a holiday like this? Like, would it be different with their, I think their traditions (laughs) would be even more deeply steeped because, you know, uh, you know, we, we will see, you know, like around 70, 80, 90 Christmases in our lifetime. Right. Yeah. The elves yeah. will see 500 Christmases, potentially. And, and so, and so like, by this time, they're like, uh, yeah, whatever. Is that today? Yeah. I'm sorry. I yeah, forgot it was like, today. <laughs> they're like, we stopped getting each other gifts a long time ago. We just do gift cards now. We do, a, we do a white elephant now. We do, we do a, an elven white elephant. <laughs> it's just with the economy the way it is. You know what, uh, though? We do, we you do know a what? secret Santa $20, yeah. $20 limit. Thranduil got me the same leaf Shaped wine decanter that he that I gave him last year. He regifted it. I can't believe that guy. That's the eightieth time he's regifted it. Really, really, Elrond, the same headband, the same headband. I gave you this circlet last Christmas. Jeez. Hey, that ring is really nice, though. Really, I like it. I don't know what it is about it. Give it to me. It's precious to me. Elrond's like uh, that ring. Actually, comes with a little bit of a. Uh, a mission, if you will, comes <laughs> with a little bit of baggage. There's, Dude, o- there's, are, a, there's only one of these, you know. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> We're milking well, this joke till the cow is we dead. We are. We are. <laughs> dead. Uh, actually, it's funny. You mentioned old holidays, Matt, and that reminded me. Like, it, it, Actually, if you do look up any holiday, look at the, the, mm-hmm. the history behind it. St. Patrick's Day, you know, mm-hmm. people like St. Patrick, anybody... Um, uh, who's you know a namesake for a holiday or any holiday like we've been talking about a lot of the solstice holidays if you look at the old traditions of these holidays 
like Matt said, they're they're almost unrecognizable from the modern yeah. interpretations. So you can almost just go and plug one, plug and play, just yeah. insert one yeah. of those into your game. Wikipedia is your friend in that regard, I think. It is. Yeah. That's uh, really Saturnalia true. is a cool one. And and I, I can see that as a very yeah. dwarven holiday because it was really about just basically debauchery in the streets. I mean, you know, people, people uh, uh, hooking up and, and just, you know, having sex wherever, drinking, you know, uh, uh, basically just being, you know, uh, uh, what's what's uh, like kind of like a bacchanalia right, sort of thing where they just you know went 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 crazy and celebrated. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think if it was in if it was in England, but the uh, the tradition of the uh, the servants would get to walk into the you know in, into the houses of of you know masters and the wealthy and and trade places basically where the wealthy would serve these these uh, uh, these poor people. As, as as their servants, uh, and that was mm. that was a tradition too. So th- there's a lot of those, like you like you said, Barker. There's a lot of these th- there's a lot of these traditions that are out there already, and with a little you know um, a little paint, a little uh, you know <laughs> a little extra tinsel, <laughs> and you can make them into something entirely new. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that'll that'll buff right out. You can reuse that. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that is the very. Uh, basis for D D. So, so what is something else that you could put into your game to make it feel more holiday ish? Um, even if, even if it's not the holidays when you're running the game, cause this should be kind of year round advice. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, like, I mean, this is kind of, this is sappy, but like the holidays for me mean like kind of coming together with people that I don't see very often and like making an effort to spend time with them and catch up with them learn what's going on in their lives and just kind of talk with people. You know, it's like, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins that I, I never see aside from Christmas really. And so like, I think an easy way to sort of inject that into your game is like have a holiday that is based around people coming together. That is about them uniting, you know, maybe it's a holiday that is uh, around like the anniversary of an end of a, of a war. And it's all about people coming together and appreciating what they have and, you know, sort of, doing like a Thanksgiving thing where they're, they're giving thanks for what they have, their families, their friends and their livelihoods and things like that. Like having some sort of sentimentality in your game. And I know that's tough because as dungeon masters, we always want to go dark, you know, we want to go dark with it and we want to have gritty and we want to have monsters and we want to have scary things. But I think that, you can we have want those our things. characters to not have families. To have <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want them to all be orphans. Their parents well, all got killed by orcs. Well, that that can be kind of fun, and 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 you can create some tension with that too. Like, uh, you know, may, maybe if if the if the if the party has had a lot of interactions with a really sinister bad guy, but maybe the tra- maybe the tradition of of the solstice tradition requires that that this bad guy you know, comes to the, comes to the, the city that they've been defending against and the city basically has to let them in and give them free passage. They get to come in without fear of any kind of reprisal and they, they have to bring gifts and, you know, celebrate with them. So there's this kind of like, uh, it kind of reminds me of that, uh, that's that story from World War One of the Germans and the and the Brits who who you know basically celebrated Christmas together. Uh, do you, do you remember hearing about that story at all? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So you, you know, maybe may, maybe there's this long-standing tradition where, you know, so now they they have to be at this feast with this with this you know perhaps really sinister bad guy that they've been encountering regularly through the campaign, who maybe killed friends of theirs and and so forth, and they can't do a darn thing about it because there's this, no, nope. you know, there's this tradition that that is binding. You know, so now yeah. they have to, you know, share drinks with this person, and and yeah. you know, it can cut. It can be kind of a combination of of a fun celebration. It can create a lot of role play opportunity, but it can be really tense too. You know, and and yeah, so that that could be a lot of fun. I was in a Lloyd Collins game a while back. We were playing uh, uh, a, a, a Fate of the a Fate of the Norns, mm-hmm. and and I used this game that he put in the in the is a game within the game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and you could do something like this for a holiday or something. Um, and it was called, I think, a roast, a toast, and a boast. And basically oh, everyone yeah. goes around and roasts somebody, toasts somebody, and boasts about something that they did previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a competitive game or anything like that, but if you toss something like that or exactly that into your game, and by the way, Lloyd uh, is the Jarl DM, J-A-R-L-D-M on, on YouTube if you want yeah. to check his, his workout and his games. Definitely um, check it out. Amazing, amazing role play opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, arguably, I think one of the best moments in the Winds of Sursaline game, Matt, was when we played that game. Yes. Uh, that was just... It, it lasted. God, it, it felt like it lasted about forty-five minutes. It was. But it was. <laughs> it became the entire session was this game yeah. of roast toast boast. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was, and fun, it's because it's man. it's fun. It's fun to do that sort of thing in character. It's I don't know. It's kind yes. of a rare opportunity. So, and I think I think you're right though, Matt. That's how you really strike that chord with mm-hmm. holidays. Is you make it personal in that regard. Yeah. You make it. You you zoom in a little bit. You you remove the the dice for maybe the entire session, but sure. most of it. And and really talk, uh, or, or really talk about jumping into the role play in certain ways. That kind of brings up another good point too. That uh, by bringing some sort of games into it can can yeah. can really make a holiday unique and 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 uh, like you were saying, uh, give a lot of opportunity for cool role play. You know, um, yeah. Uh, you know whether it's you know uh, games like that where you know it's it's more of a verbal thing or telling stories. You know, maybe they, maybe uh, people oh, yeah. have to because again, when you think of the longest night, um, you, you imagine people sort of gathering around fire. Maybe 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 the, the the best thing they have to do is to just tell these long uh, these long stories to keep to entertain each other through the darkness, that sort of thing. You know, so there's this. Yeah, you can depending on how you design it, there can be lots of opportunities for great role play, uh, a lot of fun, and uh, certainly a lot of tension. Yeah, definitely, and I think great for a one shot. Or mm-hmm. or campaign period advice. I wanna I wanna skirt back really quick to something that Alex was talking about a little bit ago with the you know having them you know have to essentially make peace with the bad guy for mm-hmm. a day. I yeah. don't know why, but that just that reminded me of have you guys have you guys ever seen the He Man Christmas special? No. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like six, I think, when I saw that. I did that. In that, that, in the Christmas special, Skeletor, Skeletor is nice to these kids. I can't remember exactly what he does, but he does. He like he kidnaps these kids, but while he has the kids captive, he like does something nice for them, and they're like, "Oh, you, you're nice, Skeletor." And he's like, "I am not nice," but he realizes that he's like been overtaken by the Christmas spirit or whatever, and he it has to great. be nice. Oh my god. 
Yeah, and I just, I don't know, just like, what if there was like a magical force that compelled everybody to be like charitable and giving one time during the year? So like the lich wow. who's been, who's like the antagonist of the campaign comes down from his, from his mountain and like Ebenezer Scrooge, he's like, I'll buy the biggest turkey in the window. And <laughs> I Come think that's, a, that's honestly oh, what you're cool. describing. What you're describing could easily be wrapped in the the wrapping paper of a dystopian society, yeah. where once yeah. a year everyone is forced to <laughs> contribute charitably somehow, you know, and they do so mindlessly yeah. during their holiday. Maybe, maybe even you know, really go like Black Mirror kind of crazy with it in your world to be a little mm. bit darker, like like something Gothnog ish esque is to to make make these people force them using mind control to go out and purchase items for their loved ones uh like however yeah. much money they can spend and then yeah. they wake up they all wake up christmas morning and they all go see what they bought each other and it's all a big surprise and isn't that awesome like yay this is our holiday but from the outside it's like oh my gosh that is so terrifying like you don't have a choice like you are been you're being given a mind control serum and you love it because of the surprise of being given gifts right yep <laughs> i'm doing it do it up man you know you, you can, can, also, we, can we steal ideas in this podcast sure that's we can steal we ideas it's all yeah. fair game i didn't know we could do that i thought we had to <laughs> to provide the coat the coattails <laughs> <laughs> and now another bedtime story from your old pal captain gothnog a lot of the traditional holiday tropes you can also sort of use against the the player so to speak you know where um it seems like a, a holiday tradition that's kind of familiar, but then you make it something weird. Like, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of something benign. Like, okay, like leaving cookies and, and milk out for Santa. You yeah. Know, they, they, see, they see people doing this. Like, oh, that's so cute. They, they, they do that too. And it's like, and then, you know, uh, someone doesn't and everyone in the house gets slaughtered. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> To pieces, blood in the walls. Like, holy oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> this is oh my god. But and, and everyone in the town knows. Everyone in the town knows. Right, right. They didn't leave out their cookies or something. Yeah. It's like, did you uh, did you put the cookies out? Why did you put those freaking cookies out? We're gonna die now. Oh my god! Hurry! There's like a race. He's running down the stairs trying to grab the cookies. Get the tray up, falls, lands at the feet of, of the, these muddy boots of this like massive right, right. taloned monster, which is for some reason wearing muddy boots. Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah. And then he um, swipes and the camera pans to the left and you just see blood splatter on the wall. <laughs> like right on their family portrait. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Loontide. <laughs> Oh, geez. You guys uh, want to answer a question? Yeah, let's sure. do it, man. Yeah. All right, everybody. We are going to take a question from the listeners. Once a week, we will post the topic we are talking about on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. And today's question comes from John H. John asks, if we take the idea of magic being quote-unquote in the air this season, literally, aha, yes, Mm -hmm. What could that mean for different spellcasters? Mm -hmm. Maybe magic is so sensitive that every spell has a chance of causing a Christmas slash wild magic themed effect. <laughs> that is, a, I love it. Magic being in the air, yeah. literally. 
I, I feel like for for elementalists that it, that might be a bad thing. Like like yeah. it's almost like there's natural gas in the air, <laughs> yeah. and a match goes off. And <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how about this? What if something about the holiday was so powerful, or you know, there, there was some other you know magic at work that you know spells that caused harm wouldn't work. You know, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe there's the, the so much of this uh, you know uh, goodwill toward men in the air that that. You know, harmful magic just can't can't function. Everybody turns into a nil bog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you gotta heal me to kill me. Yeah. Although when it, when you first said that, I was kind of thinking about like I cast I cast a uh, I cast a you know uh, a lightning bolt and you hear you know this kind of like ching you know this, these bells go off. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I actually Although, think that's an awesome idea though. I love the idea the goodwill towards people, and I think that. That is a. Uh, I actually don't like the idea of making it so healing hurts people. I, I like no, the no, idea no, no, that no, it's no. like now just during this period of time, you know, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it becomes it, impossible yeah. to harm someone. Yeah, yeah, I think that's awesome. I li- I like. <laughs> I just, I really like the idea of like making it just like one crazy night of magic and like, uh, you know, things just kind of crazy start happening like wild magic surges and things like that or like you guys are talking about have non-offensive spell like uh, you can only use non-offensive spells and so if you're a mage and you get into a fight you're just like ah i guess i'll use thaumaturgy like just like trying to be creative with your spells and stuff i i I imagine like someone wakes up and goes you know into the living room and there's a tree and presence there but that's like a very unusual thing so like in in this wild magic night random things happen and this person's like i just got a bunch of gifts under this tree or something like super weird (laughs) like a different thing happens to everybody and that's the holiday i i tried to summon something and a bunch of reindeer appeared on my roof yeah the the one in front's a huge jerk yeah makes you something special (laughs) I definitely like the idea of of that. Um, not, I think it could get silly if you do it like, you know, where, you know, you you cast a spell and like, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of candy canes fly up, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Rattling, rattling yeah. everywhere. But it could be something like it's in the snow, you know, so in the when it's snowing on you, you gain, you know, if you want to do it mechanically, you can say, you know, you gain advantage on spell checks or or whatever spells you're doing or <clears throat> depends on the system or right. gain some sort of bonus. Um, or maybe, you know, the opposite, you know, in uh, the Winds of Sudaseline game, it was snowing this magical ash that dispelled magic. And maybe there's, uh, you know, maybe it has kind of the opposite effect yeah. uh, than wild magic, though that arguably would not be as fun yeah <laughs> and you could also have it associated i mean if you want it to be have a little more um give it a little more realism i guess you could have it associated with the moon cycle and the and and, and the sun cycle so yeah maybe maybe dur- maybe <clears throat> during maybe only during the full moon uh, during the winter solstice you know when uh, that sort of thing is is when this yeah. happens you can you know you can you can play around with it and have it have whatever kind of rules you want guiding it but but to have it that way, where um, where people know that magic where, that uh, you know magic that can magic used for harm is not going to work during this time for whatever reason, yeah, yeah, you know, and and have these guidelines surrounding it, and maybe people could take advantage of that, you know, for for bad stuff, perhaps, you know, they can, you know, they maybe they're gonna, you know, uh, break in and and loot a uh, uh, a treasure hoard because they know that. 
these, you know, then they can't be harmed by magic or something like that. So there's, yeah, you know, maybe they're caught and imprisoned or something, and they're these magical shackles are put on them. But uh, and then the clock strikes midnight. Yeah, and then and then it's now it's the holiday and the shackles disappear. Like what a cool way to free your players when they've gotten into trouble or something like that. Or they're gonna yeah. loot. Or they're gonna loot this wizard's tower uh, of the great wizard Nakatomi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, that <laughs> now I'm, I'm gonna run that session. <laughs> Wingardium oh, Yippie Kaye. <laughs> Now oh. I have a wand of magic missile. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I love that idea. I love that magic is, uh, I love the idea of it being in the air because, like you mm-hmm. said, yeah. uh, uh, Alex, that, that is kind of this goodwill towards fellow man type of thing. I, I think that's something that you should definitely throw into your game, John. And now, Roll Up and Die presents An Idea You Can Steal. Okay, so what do you guys want to create? I'm assuming we're going to create a winter-themed holiday. I, yeah, I say yeah. that. Let's create a holiday. All Let's right, all add up. a yeah. little piece and make a holiday. All right, I'm rolling the die. So uh, some, some, some cultures sort of think of, of Santa as associated with the Fae. And so... Um, uh, we're going to say that there's this, there's this, uh, there's this, um, this kind of fairy king who is, is, uh, uh, is, is sort of a winter king, uh, who is the, uh, the sort of patron of the, of this holiday. And, um, he, he's at the sort of height of his power during the, uh, the winter solstice. And although he does bestow great boons upon, uh, the people of this region, um, he demands a, uh, um, I don't want to say sacrifice, but certainly he, de- he, he demands a, a tribute of some sort. Ooh, I like that idea. And okay, I also cool. like the, uh, kind of the fae figure as well, because you can easily, if you want to like plug and play like an Oberon type of character right. in there. Yeah, if that, you wanna... that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I'm going to roll the dice. It's actually a die. It's a single, single die. Okay, so I think that um, we can kind of do something very similar to like a Christmas tree sort of thing. But instead of people bringing trees into their home, I think that they have to they have to seek out a specific type of tree and like give their tributes there or like leave the tributes there Mm. at this specific kind of tree. So maybe, Mm. you know, maybe there are these certain kinds of trees that are specifically tied to the, to the fey realm in your game. You know, maybe they're called, maybe they're called like, um, I, you can just call them fey trees like, you know, or fey woods or something like that. And they, they sort of have this uh, almost alien looking appearance where they're obviously not of this world. And you have to seek one of these trees out and there's this little hollow in these trees and you leave the tributes there. So I like the idea that the trees have this kind of the hollow in there. And actually I almost said the word hollows when you were Mm. talking like that would be a cool name for the trees. And I really like the idea that you leave the sacrifices in there. It reminds me a lot of like a game of Thrones type of, uh, thing, but I also, I also like the idea that um, there are people working against you because I, I know we want to keep this like a joyous winter occasion, and, and I uh, and I think it will be. But the summer, if we're talking about actual fae creatures, mm-hmm. the summer beings are not happy right now, and so right. 
I think that they, in, in whatever way that they could, heat, light in their oh. servants and the creatures would, would attempt to maybe uh, uh, sabotage some of these trees or um, sabotage the holiday. And I think that, that it would just constantly be a, be a battle between the two. Yeah. Now, if you don't like the idea of uh, like doing something <clears throat> like dark and sinister, you could always make it so like, oh, but if, you know, the, it's, it's these cute little, you know, small fey creatures just battling it out, but they're, you know, they're small and they don't really affect anything. But I really like the idea of, you know, delivering presents and, or, or like, you know, a family member delivering presents and you saying goodbye to them because you don't know if you're ever going to see them again. Yeah, you could even have them sort of acting as as uh, blockers, essentially, to to keep people away from the trees. So maybe that yeah. that that's part of the tradition. You have to get past these uh, uh, these uh, these summer fae who are trying to yeah. uh, prevent you from making the offerings. And again, ah, uh, I, I know we're talking about you know winter traditions right now, but then you know if you're creating this this entire mythology, on the flip side, you could have the opposite happening at the summer solstice. So yes, you know exactly. you, you could have uh, that going on too. So. That could be a lot of fun, certainly. Yeah, definitely. I, I love all of the kind of fey <laughs> background in, in stories like Dresden Files. Yeah. I think I was gonna ma- really well. I, I was gonna mention Dresden Files. In fact, I think it was in the first book, um, where where he where he he mentions he's he's setting a trap for a fairy. <laughs> and and then and he, and he and he vaguely sort of makes a reference to to uh uh to Santa saying, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm not looking to catch him because you know yeah, he'd kick my ass or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or he owes him money or something. Like, yeah, I, 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 I forget what it was, but yeah, I was like, it, you know, clearly implying that 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 uh, he's a fae and and he's a he's a badass. So yeah, um, I love it. I love it so much. So definitely, yeah, go with uh, uh, the fairy aspect of things could be really cool, and and the fairy aspect of things could also uh, add more to the to the to the holiday as well. Uh, it, you know, if I know, I know, I'm talking out of turn here, so uh, edit this out what? if you want. <laughs> that never happens. We don't do that on roll up and die. But if we you, roll but... up and wait in the queue, <laughs> <laughs> we follow a strict rule here. No, Take a uh, number. <laughs> no, but if, if you if you're having a fae theme sort of thing, then then you could have all sorts. Then then maybe this is the only time of year where the the the, the winter fae. Are, are are seen in the streets and and maybe they're the ones who are decorating with with uh, with lights and with uh, uh, this this frost like garland that they that they string everywhere and and I love it you know it, it could be a very fairy sort of based uh, holiday and I th- that could be really nice and I don't think that's something we really talked about but in a way you know that that's something we I think we mentioned in the uh, the theocracy episode or something mm-hmm. you know a role playing game is a cool way to actually make this kind of fictional thing real yeah and so now you know all the you know what if things weird things like santa claus coming down your chimney and leaving presents like (laughs) what if we can you know imagine a world where that actually happens or like you said alex fairies come out and decorate the town with lights and garland and it's a big celebration it happens once a year and everyone loves it and you know one year it doesn't happen or something like that you know i mean there are a lot of plot hooks there but like man go crazy with the magic Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely well, I got nothing else, guys. I'm tired of the holidays. I've had, I've had last Christmas stuck in my head this whole time, this all whole holiday season, and oh, no. uh, uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. That's not as bad. <laughs> it's not as bad at all. What about what about you guys? So you have songs stuck in your head. I have had uh, 
I've had simply having a wonderful Christmas time stuck in my head uh, quite a bit. <laughs> that is Just not walking a around, real song. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, that's it. That is a song. I yeah. didn't know that's what it was called. I don't <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I don't think that's what it's called. I think that that's a that is a Paul McCartney Christmas song, and I think it's I think it is called something completely different, but I don't know what it is. It's called simply having it. One. It's, it's called it's, it's called, called simply, simply having and then it in stuck in my head. In parentheses, having a wonderful Christmas time. That's what that's they exactly do. That's exactly what it is. Yep. In the that's industry. exactly what it is. Yep. What about you, Gothnog? What's been your song stuck in your head? Uh, well, I'm a big fan of, of some of the old traditional ones, like the, the Boar's Head. Do you, <laughs> you remember that one? No. It, Which one's that? Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, trying to think of the lyrics go, but it, it's uh, well. Again, that that was sure. a very, that was a big tradition in in uh, uh, in England. You know, uh, having a boar's head for uh, for for your um, traditional uh, Christmas feast. Right. So Go- now I Gothnog. knew that. Gothnog's all like children roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Jack Frost clipping <laughs> off their toes. <laughs> My dad used to sing that to me when I was eight years old. <laughs> I turned out fine. So, if, so seriously though, if if you look on YouTube for this uh, song "Boar's Head," you'll uh, um, you'll, I'm, you'll find I'm it. I'm looking it up right now, Alex. <laughs> Hang on. Do it right Hang now. On. I want, not, I want a narration. I'm not joking. Can we just can we just insert the song in post or something? <laughs> I think I'm this pretty is sure better. this song is 1,200 years old, so I'm pretty sure it's Creative Commons at this point. So yeah, we could probably put it in. <laughs> What you've just listened to has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2017. How official. The games, films, TV shows, and other stuff we talked about are the properties of their respective owners, so borrow nicely. Any snippet, portion, clip, or other synonym for part of this show can be absolutely used so long as credit is given to the Roll Up and Die podcast. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt can be found at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker can be found at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at www.absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is also on YouTube at youtube.com slash Captain Gothnog, and his work can be found on DriveThruRPG under Critical Hit Publishing. You can find more episodes of Roll Up and Die at facebook.com slash rollupanddie, on iTunes, or at rollupanddie.podbean.com. Have a fantastic day, and as always, happy gaming. <laughs>